Welcome to The Long and Short of the Week Ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. It is great to have you here with us again. Thanks very much, Matt. It's great to be here. So after a season-ending hiatus, we're back for the final season of uh, 2022. And I think it's fair to say that we finished the end of last season on, I think as is tradition for most series, a bit of a cliffhanger. I think at the time, Boris had resigned. The leadership contest was was fully underway. And uh, I think we're starting to see maybe signs of whatever British normality is creeping back into, into the market and into politics. But against that backdrop, what are you going to be focusing on for the week ahead? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Plenty going on in the background. And I think this is really set against some structural shifts in the monetary dynamic globally as the global economy slows somewhat. Next week, central banks are at the centre of the action following a very significant few days at the back end of this week for global monetary policy. Firstly, the ECB. Uh, will continue to be front of mind uh, for markets as the Eurozone CPI print for October adds context to the ECB's new data emphasis uh, in the monetary policy evolution announced at this week's ECB meeting. It was clear that the ECB gave themselves a more dovish optionality at the October meeting. Indeed, three members voted for just 50 basis point hike, despite the seemingly uniform narrative of 75 going into the meeting. Our view remains that 75 basis point increments are not just historically significant, but should be viewed as exceptional measures and not just in Europe, especially when you consider this week's 75 basis point hike from the ECB took place against PMIs in the 40s and economic risks clearly to the downside, to quote Madame Lagarde at the meeting today. Indeed, that sentiment has been echoed by some of the governing council members following this week's ECB meeting about the size of rate hikes. There are some more thoughts on the ECB in this week's blog. Suffice to say that given the more data-dependent ECB, data thus becomes more of a driver of front-end rate volatility, and CPI leads the way in this regard. Secondly, after an extremely turbulent period for domestic politics, as you refer to, Matthew, and fiscal expectations in the UK, next week, markets will turn their attentions to the economics and the monetary projections. The Bank of England meeting has been long awaited since the now infamous UK mini budget sparked huge volatility in FX and rates markets through the liability driven investment uh, shakeout, no less. The new prime minister, however, and largely a new government have calmed markets' fiscal concerns, at least in the near term. Uh, and indeed, we now see the new prime minister and the new government have calmed market fiscal concerns largely. Guilt yields and sterling are back to levels pre-mini budget and sterling volatility structure is now back to pre-mini budget levels as well. So that kind of risk premia, if you will, associated with the fiscal event now taken out of the market. And indeed, debt projections from the IMF for the UK look significantly more restrained and more manageable in the UK than most of Europe, the US and Japan, just to put this into a global perspective. Uh, But markets are still expecting a historic 75 basis point hike on Thursday. Deputy Governor Broadbent's recent comments that markets are overpricing what is needed to bring inflation back to target are likely aimed at the term structure 
of market pricing or the terminal rate rather than the November meeting specifically. But nonetheless, we would expect a divergence of views on the MPC next week. And for me, it's a close call between 50 and 75. So with fiscal restraint, a bias of the new prime minister and thus monetary and fiscal authorities working in conjunction with each other, not contrary to each other, the markets are likely to be more stable, if less exciting going forward. Now, all we need to do is find a way to generate medium term growth and productivity gains. And finally, the big event of next week will be the, uh, the FOMC. Now, after the implied pivot of the ECB, following the actual pivot of the RBA and the Bank of Canada, attention is squarely on the Fed. The RBA, Bank of Canada and ECB pivots, for want of a better word, are in large part due to declining growth expectations, both globally and domestic. However, all three of those have a singular mandate. Uh, they are inflation targeters. The Fed has a dual mandate. Uh, inflation and full employment, and thus potentially is more sensitive uh, to, to slowing growth, uh, particularly in the labour market, where we've seen some recent encouraging jobs data, the jobs decline being a perfect example. So a tentative guidance towards a reduced pace of Fed tightening at the November meeting, therefore, seems led of two more jobs reports and two more inflation prints to guide the December meeting alongside renewed projections and economic forecasts, uh, with significant implications for long rates and for the dollar, and for global markets as a whole. Next week, we also see the ISM data for October and the October payroll data to close out the week on Friday. All in all, plenty to hold markets' attentions as we move into next week. Thank you, Neil. As ever, a lot to focus on with central bank action over the next week, which we look forward to watching unfold. In the meantime, as ever, and as is tradition, it is the weekend. What have you got your eye on? Absolutely, Matt. It is the weekend again. We are back to a full premiership schedule in the few weeks remaining before the World Cup break. Brighton versus Chelsea and Manchester United versus West Ham United, the pick of the bunch for the weekend's action. We've got the Formula One Mexican Grand Prix. It should be interesting, albeit much less exciting a season this year with Red Bull and Verstappen running away with things. We get the T20 Cricket World Cup continuation. England versus Australia today and India versus South Africa over the weekend. The, the pick of the bunch for the action there. Uh, as we move into the knockout stages or towards the knockout stages. And also in the UK and across Europe, the clocks go back this weekend. So I shall no doubt be spending most of my Sunday working how to correct the clock on the oven. Indeed. Once you've managed to do that, perhaps you can pass some tips my way. Thank you once again for joining us. It's great to have you back. And I look forward to the rest of the season as you take us through to the year end. Thanks very much, Matt. Likewise. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead. Information data and views were accurate as at the time of recording. The views expressed by presenters are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Horizon SLJ Capital, Horizon Capital or the Intesa San Paolo Group. The information and opinions contained in this recording are for information purposes only and do not purport to be full or complete. The recording is directed to professional investors only and is not intended for and should not be relied upon by other investors. Information in this recording does not constitute an offer to buy, sell or the solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities and or any derivatives.